The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. We're going to be focusing on the city of Murfreesboro this morning. If you want to join us, give us a shout, text us a question, 615-893-1450. Again, we are focusing on the city of Murfreesboro and our mayor, Shane McFarland, is with us this morning. Shane, good morning to you. Morning, Bart. How are you? Doing great. Good to have you with us on this beautiful day out today. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be beautiful at least for the next three or four hours, That's right? right. <laughs> and then maybe a little rain yeah. here or there. But uh, that cools us off, too. Keeps it comfortable. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been an interesting week or so with the weather. So. A little bit uh, wet one day and a little bit sunny the next. That's That's right. But it's it's kept it uh, very comfortable. Hey, it's it's nice outside. Good day to go out and enjoy our parks because we've got some wonderful places. Yeah, you know, um, I I was on the at Barfield Park all weekend. We had a baseball tournament and 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 so not many. I have two eighteen-year-olds who think it's hard I'm, to believe they're eighteen. I know, now. <laughs> who think I'm a complete moron. Um, and then I've got my nine-year-old who he's getting to think that i'm a moron but he really doesn't think that yet <laughs> we were on the ball field with him all weekend his team and uh, they actually won their bracket in the tournament so it was it was pretty cool he got the biggest uh ring they give out these you know big rings and it it you know it tells you the heart of a nine-year-old because after the ring after the tournament was over with he's like dad when we get home, will you please take my ring and put it in the safe? <laughs> you know, he's, yeah, he, he looked that. at me and said, it's very valuable. And I'm like, it, it sure is, buddy. So, yeah. yeah, lots of good things happening in, in Murfreesboro. Well, tell us about, uh, I know one of the things that is in the news quite a bit uh, and, and not hadn't been one of the good things is the, yeah. uh, the Middle Point landfill and the smell. Yeah, you know, we, we, we've really been working. Last night we had our, our candidate forum uh, at, at the League of Women Voters put on the, the candidate forum. And as soon as that, that was over with, I, I went over to the courthouse to listen to the Public Works uh, Committee. They're, they're talking about um, what's, you know, what's next. And, you know, the county uh, received a letter, I think it was Monday, that and, and they, they really couldn't talk about it, but they, they received a letter from Republic, which it, it, BFI, which is BFI Republic, they're one and the same. They that they possibly could be could have violated the host agreement uh, because the the actions that the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board, you know, did when they voted on limiting uh, trash only to the region, which would be Cannon, Coffee, Warren, and, and Rutherford County. Um, so there's been a lot going on, a, a lot of it's it's been really interesting because there's just a lot of moving parts and a lot of things uh, going in different directions. We last week we got through public records. We got the February report from TDEC at Middle Point, and there were some pretty significant issues out at at Middle Point that TDEC had had observed. One that was, you know, sort of eye opening was there were, there was 15 acres. So 15 acres, Bart. That's a large area 
of inadequately or insufficiently uh, covered trash and, and open trash. So, you know, we're, we're there's this narrative that we're bickering with the county, and that's not the case. Um, although I don't, I don't agree with some of the things that that different members of the uh, commission or different leaders have done. But that's we're not always going to agree. I mean, that's that's not the way our governments are set up. But the overriding factor when you talk about Middle Point and you talk about any discussions, in my opinion, that should be occurring outside of of talking about, you know, plan B or what's next. I mean, the, the number one thing at the forefront should be fix what you have. And, and, I mean, that's really where the city is. We, you know, we have a separate agreement with Middle Point than what um, the county has just because we process their leachate. Uh, I, I was talking to Darren Gore on the way over here and you know, it, I don't know what the exact number is. Uh, for some reason, I'll say 200,000 gallons a day is what pops in my mind. But we process their leachate, which is one of the reasons that the city gets, you know, free trash disposal at Middle Point. So our agreement is different than what the the host agreement with the county have, which that agreement that the county has, is it's a horrible agreement that was done years ago. But, you know, really, Bart... And, and you know, I've sat up here with with you for eight years now, over eight years now, and I think you've you've heard me be consistent that what's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong, and what's happening out there. I, I don't care if the CEOs are from Arizona or wherever they're from; it's just wrong. And you know, it, it would be like continually giving someone building permits when they can't pass inspections inside the city, and and that it's just insanity to see what's happening out there and that's really where you know i don't think that we're bickering but as a as a city but we're we're steadfast on making sure that things operationally out there have to improve before there's any discussion on anything else now in your opening comment this morning when you said that there may be uh, an issue with uh with the agreement with the message that was sent out uh, I guess it was a couple of months ago when the committee that's comprised of this county and several of the counties around us that are part of that group, uh, explain that more carefully, if you Yeah, want. so you have what's called the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board, and that Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board um, is comprised of members of Warren County, Coffee County, Cannon County, and Rutherford County. And the representatives, the city has a representative, that's Darren Gore. The county has three representatives, um, Donna Barrett, Joe Whitefield, and Bishop Wagner, who's the solid waste director with, with the county. And they made a decision back last year that they denied the new landfill application that uh, Republic had requested. So immediately, Republic sued the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board. Um, the the city, in some legal terms, the city intervened in that lawsuit, and the Chantry Court in Nashville agreed. And so the city is now party to that lawsuit. Um, and, and it's really because the board is, it, it's a small board, 
there's not much funding in that well really no funding in that board and so the city has been paying the legal expenses to to that that decision and i think that the hearing is october 16th but the the procedural part is the city argued that we had more information that needed to be presented back to the central central tennessee solid waste board the central tennessee the the judge remanded and said yes we want to open back up the public hearing the central tennessee solid waste board opened up another hearing murfreesboro presented more information bfi if i remember they commented on some or republic did as well but then the board again voted unanimously to deny the new landfill application so that the the lawsuit continues to go through the legal chain but in that meantime the central tennessee solid waste board decided um that they look nobody's going to argue or no one's going to argue that we should limit outside trash into to murfreesboro i mean i think most people will agree i heard someone say the other day that middle point is the largest landfill east of the mississippi wow oh, um, man. i didn't know that or, or i guess it'd be yeah it'd be east of the mississippi and i mean doing what we've always done doesn't work and trying to talk about a new landfill filling up the v or whatever people want to talk about it still puts us in the same position 10 or 15 years from now where leaders are going to be having this exact same conversation about what to do next so in my opinion it makes no sense to try to continue to make murfreesboro the dumping ground of the region when there needs to be other solutions and and bart it's a tough decision because you've heard me say this for years now the only thing that you can guarantee in life besides death and really death i would say taxes but some people don't pay taxes illegally that is um bart's smiling i'm smiling so you can't see us but um (laughs) that's right Solid waste is not going to be free moving mm-hmm. forward. We, we've had our free ride of 30 years. I, I, I would like to think, knowing where we are now, we, we may have made a different decision 30 years ago, but you know, you know it's, it's going to be different. So the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board voted to limit trash to the region. I don't understand. I'll, I'll be totally transparent. The city, we, we weren't objecting to the overall goal, but we felt like, the timing was not good there was no rush to do that um that could have been it could have been held i mean so it was voted on and now that the letter that republic sent to the county basically states that based on that decision and people speaking at the public hearing who i mean really the letter from republic in in my opinion and i can say this because they're not suing this is the, to the county the letter that they sent to the county was basically shut up and and let's keep things moving the way they are so we're just not going to do that and i i believe the majority of the commissioners and um, the, i mean i watched the meeting last night i think they all agree every single one of them and, and they're working hard we're working hard i respect every commissioner that's up there um that we, we all want the same solution and that is to do what's best for our community but you know i think it's not it's it's disingenuous to give the perception that solid waste is going to be free moving forward because it's not i mean it it it's not now i mean that that's the thing i was talking with another commissioner you know the county i think their budget's eight million dollars 
to run the the solid waste that they have now our budget's eight million dollars is what what we spend but every single commercial customer in rutherford county with the exception of a few in downtown murfreesboro um, and residents in the county residents in smyrna laverne if they want curbside pickup they have to contract with an outside provider to do that so there's a bunch of people in this in this community that are already paying for solid waste now, the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board, uh, which is comprised of those counties you mentioned, I don't believe any of those are using our Middle Point landfill, are they, other than Rutherford County? No, I think Cannon brings a little bit into Middle Point, but, but Warren County and Coffee County, I believe, take their trash to Ray County. So, I mean, look, I, I've, I've said this publicly. I appreciate the members of Warren County, Coffee County, and and Cannon County for taking a stand with Rutherford County because I really think after hearing the presentation that a lot of the board members gave information and then also the presentation that the city made and and from the from experts I think that they look at it and and have said yeah this isn't right that's why they unanimously voted it down even though they're not really bringing trash to to middle point so i mean those those com- those members of the board that are from those those counties um i mean I, they're probably not listening to wgns right now since i mean can i guess we go to canon wgns will get into county so I, I can't tell them how much i appreciate them being steadfast and in in my opinion doing the right thing now with some of these things that are happening uh it's obvious that uh they uh, that bfi republic they don't seem to be moving very quickly on getting rid of the smell you know and that's yeah you know, that's the one that everybody can you know get angry about yeah i mean timeline is is um timeline is tough and we so legally I, there's some of the stuff I, I i can't get into but it's pretty simple to be able when you see these reports and and it's my understanding that um the march and april reports are better and and you know my response to the march and april reports being better is high five great job keep doing it you know but you know with with a report that came out that that we uncovered information that um gas extraction is not being sufficiently handled out through the flares i think you saw the report that was on channel five i mean there there are some overriding issues out there that need to be discussed and and need to be remediated and fixed and you know what i can tell the residents of murfreesboro um you know we're committed to doing that Uh, it's the right thing to do and um and we're going to keep pushing until until it gets done what do you see as the next step? I mean, Bart, I think, um, you know, we're, and, and I've talked with Republic's uh, local attorney to, you know, let them know we'll, we'll be, we gladly would sit down to, to talk with them. I mean, you know, no one wants to be adversarial, but the number one goal has to be, has to be fix what you got out there right now you know the hauling road there's issues with the hauling road there's issues with the tipping platform 
there was in the report there was open and visible leachate there was leachate staining on the on the south slope there were all these things that are out there that you know other people in other landfills doing research they just don't have to deal with that and and bart that is not even yeah i met with another industry expert yesterday morning and that's not even talking about what is happening underground at that landfill i mean that's just the stuff that we see that that is on on top but that's not talking about the massive amounts of aluminum dross that was sent out to that or aluminum that was sent out to that landfill years and years ago and what's happening subsurface um with with all of that so you know it bart here's the only thing i can promise um and i said this last night at the candidate forum and and i hope i get one of the the main reasons of 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 running again and hope you know hoping to do this for another four years is i want to see this taken care of and I, and I think for the first time, the city is getting to where we've got plans for waste independence. And and with that, I mean, I, I, I would feel safe to say Republic probably doesn't want me to get reelected um, because they know what my stance has been. And it, it's it's cut and dry. Um, but I, I'm, we can't stop fighting this because this is not just about me and you. I mean, this is about our the the next generation of people who are going to be living in this community and and i think we're all committed that we don't want to look back and and be the people that made a bad decision so i think the next steps and when i say what i can promise we are going to continue to surround ourselves we're not going to try to do this alone i mean I, I don't think it's appropriate for me as a mayor to sit down to talk and try to make a deal with republic when i have no idea about what the steps on solid waste and, and the intricacies on dealing with a landfill that's why we've hired people who are a lot smarter than us engineers lawyers industry consultants and experts who know exactly what's supposed to be done so we're going to continue to surround ourselves with those people and listen to them and let them advise the next steps that the city of murfreesboro um, needs to take and i hope that the county will We'll, we'll we'll go along and, and, and help us with that as well. Um, but, you know, the number, in my opinion, the number one step, you know, next is let's get the operations fixed and then we can talk about what's next. Here's a text from a listener who says, I've been listening to this conversation for it seems like about 10 years now. It had started out with we have eight years and this is going to be full. We have five years. Uh, and that number just seems to jump around. What's going to keep us from one day waking up and BFI announcing we have a year left and it's too late to do anything about it. Well, we, we're not going to let it get to that point. And, and the, the person who texts is exactly right. When I f first took office, I set up a meeting with Mayor Burgess and we met at the time at, um, it, it's, it's now the Tasty Table. Um, I can't even remember what it was back at that. I think maybe um, B. McNeil's. We we had breakfast, and so I sat down with him and Jeff Davidson and and Rob Lyons, and and we said, okay, look. At that point, there was ten years. We said, okay, we've got to start tackling the solid waste and figuring out. So that's when we started the solid waste um, discuss or solid waste study group, and that was represented from members of Smyrna, Laverne. Rutherford County and Murfreesboro and Eagleville. And we went through this whole process at that time, 10 years on the landfill. By the time we got done, there was eight years left. And so 
we all um, unanimously, you know, the, the group came back and said middle point 2.0 was the the next viable step and the least cost the least costly. Which basically middle point 2.0 is exactly what it stands say, it says build another land a new landfill, and unanimously the entire group said no, we're not going through this just to build a new landfill, and so then you know the the caller. It's jumped around. It's gone from six to five to seven, and now you know the numbers numbers four and a half five. So, I think you know our fiscal but or our fiscal pro forma shows by the year twenty twenty seven that we have to have our our plan and our our plan B in place. So, you know that's basically four you know four years from now that we will we will be working on on what's next. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're going to pause, check on the traffic and weather. We'll be back and continue the conversation with Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland. If you have a question dealing with the landfill, the city of Murfreesboro, any of these issues, give us a shout. 615-893-1450. Stay with us. Now, more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. The Action Line with Bart Walker. Weekday mornings at 810 on WGNS AM, FM, online. Schedule online, anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to, whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before, just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at GetSTHealthCare.com. Are you tired of constantly spending money on sprays and other things to control mosquitoes around your home? If so, come by Holden Hardware and get the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators. When used properly, the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators will kill mosquitoes. Come by Holden Hardware on the square and get the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators. This year, make Hi, this Mosquito is Peter Demas Control with Demas's Family Restaurants. Do you know somebody who has moved far away and is missing eating at Demas's? Well, Demas's Family Restaurants now offers many of our sauces and some of our food, such as pot roast and soup, to be shipped all across the nation. It's very simple. You just go to demasfamilykitchen.com and you can send an order to anybody as a gift all across this nation. You can send an order to anybody. Go to DemasFamilyKitchen.com. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. And as the weather starts to warm, our minds turn to pond season. Here at Animal City, you can find all the supplies you need for a beautiful and serene garden pond. If you're a pet lover, come see us at Animal City. We have 8,000 square feet of pet products and pets for you to enjoy. Come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms possible late this afternoon. Otherwise, cloudy skies, a high in the mid-80s. Tonight, chance for rain and storms, a low of 64. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 69. Good morning. Traffic still looks pretty positive right now as we check it out live on 24 as you leave Rutherford County headed towards Davidson County on 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area. A little bit of radar spotted earlier down certain sections of 840 over in Williamson County. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is hiring at all their locations. If you haven't been there in a while, check out that menu, princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Sometimes strange things can happen. Coast to coast, all night, every night. There's really no reason to be afraid. On WTNS AM FM online. Welcome back. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is with us this morning. If you have a question for the mayor, get it in to us quickly. Just text it over here, 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. Here's another question. Here's uh, They say there's a problem with an abandoned grocery carts. Need the uh, Division of Streets Department to round them up. These abandoned grocery carts... Serious issue in the medical area of Thompson Lane uh, around the homeless camps. Are you aware of that? Yes, we, um, we've we gotten several. I mean, there was one on Medical Center Parkway I saw the other day. So that that's a, yes, the street department knows about that. And they're, anytime that they see them, they're trying to get them. And Th- thank you for letting us know that. Another question says, uh, why is the smell of the landfill becoming so strong they're a lifelong Burfreesboro resident, and 10 years ago, uh, you couldn't smell the landfill at all from the square, and now you smell it every day on the square. Yeah, uh, we could have a whole radio show to talk about that, Bart, uh, but, um, I mean, the, the, the message from, from the text message, we're working literally every day on on getting that alleviated, and, and hopefully, um, hopefully Republic will help us with that. Well, we understand that the city budgets, uh, you, that's right yeah. on us. <laughs> and uh, is it June or July 1st that it begins? Uh, July 1. Yeah, it'd be so we, we run a, our fiscal year runs from that's Ju- a few weeks away. Yeah, July 1 to, to June 30. We we voted on the the budget the first reading two weeks ago. There's a few things that are that are coming back today, as a matter of fact. Um, you know, the highlights, no tax increase we were bart we're you know we had to make some tough tough decisions back in in 2018 but the city is in the best financial shape that um that we've ever seen and you know we have a hundred million dollars in our rainy day fund so we have literally if something happened in in the economy and we got another penny which um you, you know is highly unlikely we have 10 months of operating revenue right now that the city could operate for 10 months and not collect another dime um which i think is a is a great spot to be and that allows us to be able to use that money to not have to borrow money um so i I don't you know foresee any tax increase um right now you know our property assessment the property values came back on average they were 47 percent higher so that doesn't mean that because your property's being appraised for more that you're going to be paying more taxes i mean we have to equalize and low lower our tax rates so our tax rates going from a dollar 29 that we're waiting on the the exact numbers but it's it's probably going to end up being 95 cents which if you compare what you get in murfreesboro compare that to other cities and and compare our tax rate i mean there is not a city anywhere close to us that has a tax rate as low as what we have so highlights we we're we're hiring more police officers 
Uh, we bought more police cars. We're hiring more firefighters. Um, we gave a 7% increase in March. We're proposing a 2.5% um, increase plus a 1.5% cost of living adjustment. Um, so a 4% for all of our employees. So 11% over really the last 60 days, 90 days for our, our employees. We continually monitor what our, our employees are being paid. And we continually, we, we got a, a recent update. Um, it's called a, um, a salary table update that we compared our our employees to other uh, other other municipalities and and we're right in line with with where other municipalities are I mean Nashville's a that there's three outliers Franklin Nashville and Brentwood and those are tough cities to for us to compete with um, you know I think being a firefighter or being a police officer in Nashville is definitely different than being a police officer and firefighter in our first responder in, in Murfreesboro. So, you know, some of those things have to be taken into account. But we're committed to doing whatever we can, not only for our first responders, but for, for all of our employees. I mean, Bart, you know this. I mean, I, I had a meeting with um, a hospital CEO yesterday, and they were, you know, talking about some of the struggles right now on, on you know, specifically hiring nurses. And it, it's hard to get people to to hired right now um you know, it's with any profession yeah i mean we we really have um and, and this was the staff's idea um that that the staff has basically said we can't hire part-time people right now and you know the the problem is you've got to be really careful looking at what for example you as a small business owner we need to look at what the market is paying for part-time wages and it's really tough for the city to go and say, well, we're going to pay above that um, because that sets the market for everybody. And so we have to we have to be very cognizant of that. So what we've ended, ended up doing is we've been replacing part-time people with full-time people. And that way we're able to hire those people. But it, it's, you know, the tough thing with, with the government is – when when we get into a recession as a small business owner, we have two options. We either lay people off or pay people less, or we don't. You know, as owners, we don't get paid. With the government, it's a lot tougher to do that. Um, you, you know, so you don't ever see in municipal government us backing people's wages down. And so, it, it's. I think we're in for, in my opinion, and I'm I'm a glass half full guy, but I think based on where we are with inflationary um, pressures, I, I'm I'm worried about where our economy is going to be a year from now, two years from now. So I, I think it's going to be even more important that we're very diligent in our budgeting. And that brings in this next question. Uh, you may have been thinking in the same lines. This person yeah. saying that they've been hearing a lot of conversation about a recession ahead and with us buying all of these police cars, adding more people to the payroll, is that going to put Murfreesboro in a bad position? No, I mean, we're definitely aware of making sure that we make those decisions, but you know, some of the decisions that we made not only uh, uh, three or four years ago, it, it's it's allowed us to be able, we still have to borrow money as a city. I mean, if, if we were to, if we tried to run the city being completely debt-free, taxes here would be so high that you couldn't even afford to live here. 
we couldn't do infrastructure projects. I mean, our last bond issuance, we, we borrowed at 2.3%, and we, we only borrow money at 15 years. You know, most organizations borrow money at 20 and 30, and we've been really consistent that we borrow it at 15. So the next couple of years, we have a lot of debt rolling off, and then we will be very conservative on bringing any more on on board without looking at where we are in the economy. So, you know, to the to the to the message, no, I mean we we really look at those items to make sure I mean the last thing you want to be doing is having tax increases or revenue increases in a recessionary environment. And I think that's why we've we've been really diligent um on our sales tax budgeting and our and our property tax budgeting. What does the uh EPA say about the landfill issue? Uh it says they uh they sure keep regulations on manufacturing industries and businesses. Uh, so what are they doing? Why are they avoiding watching closely the landfill? You know, it, the EPA, we got, I, I don't remember the date of the report, but um, the flare system that is out at Republic, they they monitor that as well. So, I mean, there's, there's some, I don't want to get into the, all the legalities, but there's some very well-documented uh, information out there on the EPA that we monitor diligently. Um, TDEC is, is continuing to... TDEC argues that they don't monitor odor. Um, we disagree with that. But TDEC has done a good job on, on helping us work through these things, specifically the... Uh, the assistant commissioner Greg Young has been really good to work with. Senator Reeves and Brian Terry um, set up meetings with us with TDEC, and and Dawn White has been really good to work to work. Senator White has been good to work with, but you know, m- most recently Senator uh, Reeves had set up a meeting with the deputy commissioner of not assistant Greg Young's the deputy commissioner of assistants. Not I, I don't think the proper wording, but. We went and met with with um, with the the deputy commissioner and, and the, their legal team and with our legal team and with Darren Gore and Craig Tindall and Senator Reeves and I think we're making headway and and you know our our thing to be able to tell them is I don't think you understand how big of an issue this is with our with our community and they've been very receptive to helping us. Let's talk a little about, uh, since we're talking about the future, uh, we're looking at some job uh, fairs coming up, the city and I think uh, one of the colleges here in uh, the area, uh, Motlow State Community College, the city and Motlow have joined together and uh, putting on a job fair. Tell us a little about that. Yeah, I mean, there's... We continue to partner with the college, you know, with with MTSU and our technical schools, but that employers are needing people to work and so they're doing everything that they can to be able to to bridge and put employers and their students um their students together so hopefully that that continues to work you know in the gentleman that i was talking with uh yesterday you know there's a shortage of nurses in our community in the region and so you know i hope and, and that's really what i think our um our role is to help put those organizations together like MTSU. I think MTSU has a cap on their enrollment for for nurses, but you know, if there's a way that you can incentivize those people to stay in our community, um, and, and you've heard me say this, um, Bart, so it's no, no secret. You know, I'm a product of MTSU and I stayed here. 
Um, I like to think that's a good thing, and, and I like to think it's a good thing when our MTSU graduates commit, love the city and want to stay and and contribute back to the, the community. Um, you know, a lot of the people who are, who are longtime residents of this community all graduated from MTSU. So I think any way that we can partner with the university to help provide those services to our um, to our community, that's that's a pretty good thing. Here's another question. This one's dealing with something that's been in the news quite a bit uh, over the past six months or maybe even longer. It's the MTSU and airport situation. Uh, they're concerned because they're saying that uh, with all of these flights being canceled over the past uh, several weeks especially, uh, the airline industry is saying it's a shortage of pilots. Uh, we understand why there are not uh, enough people out uh, bussing sure. tables and stuff like that. But, uh, and then now you've brought up nursing. Uh, we're seeing pilots too. There's seems like a shortage of everything. Where are all these people? I don't know. And, you know, I was, I was, uh, so I'm, I'm a, an aspiring pilot. I don't, so I, I, I follow all these things. Well, you can get a job with the commercial line. Yeah, right? that's, I'm probably too old for that now, now, Bart. But, um, you know, we had some tough discussions with MTSU, and, and that was really just based upon how much that we could handle at our airport. And, and this is I'm, – I'm not going to rehash everything. You know, they made the decision to go to, um, to go to Shelbyville and expand their program, and I think that's a great thing for the university. It's a great thing for the city of Murfreesboro because, you know, it, it for the people who live on the north side of town and, and really the east Las Casas area – I live in the flat path and it doesn't bother me because I'm a, I'm a pilot. I love, I mean, I'll be in the backyard throwing ball and I'm like a kid um, on the baseball field. I'm looking up, you know, at the planes flying by, but you know, the North side of town has, is, you know, has been hammered with a landfill and, and then now the airport. Um, and so what we were, what we really tried to work with MTSU is, Hey, let's work on that. And I think we came to a good agreement. I mean, they're they're it's going to take them a couple of two three years to be able to move to Shelbyville. They're committed to doing that and growing their program. And it doesn't it doesn't mean that we don't love MTSU. It doesn't mean that we're not huge supporters of MTSU. But sometimes there's only so much that you can handle. And so, and I think the 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 message brings a, a great point. The majority of the pilots who graduate from that program, and, and it is a service to our country for people being able to be pilots but there's not commercial airports in rutherford county i mean there's commercial airports in nashville but there's a hub there so you just don't have i mean i i can name a handful of pilots that i know that live in in murfreesboro and fly for southwest or fly, fly for american and fly for fly for delta and that's that's great but you know i, I would argue for example nursing you know, if you really want to look at expanding a program that benefits the overall Middle Tennessee region, then, hey, let's look at what the market is dictating. And so I totally agree with the pilots. But the thing is, most of those pilots graduate from middle and they move away. And, and I'm not saying that that's a negative, but I think it's also very important that we look at um, as a university and a graduate of the university, how that the, the university can also benefit um, the overall community, and they do. I mean, the, the, the majority of nurses and teachers that graduate from from uh, MTSU 
are in this mid-state region. So, um, I mean, the, the university is definitely an asset to, to what everyone in the city is trying to accomplish. We're going to take a short break here. And as we enter the break, we have another group that didn't want to be left out. They said, also, we have a shortage in mail carriers. I've been working six days a week with the post office since April of 2021. And he says, it's nuts out here. And that's part of the growth. I mean, we're seeing this community grow in leaps and bounds. Yes, sir. More mail coming in. And they're deli- I feel for it, really. They're carrying boxes. They didn't used to do all of that. Uh, they're delivering in person on Sundays. It's, it's a different world. It is, yes, sir. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Yeah, I would say Adam's Place, check it out. What do you enjoy most about Adam's Place? Well, definitely the people. Also, the courtyard, the pool. You know, everything has been just the way I want it to be. Uh, the exercise programs. I'm Jan Height. This is really good place to be. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hey fellas, still need your annual health exam? I personally recommend Low T Center to get your complete health assessment, where they check all your levels. It's typically completely covered by most health insurance, and if you don't have insurance, it's less than $100 for a full lab panel and an office visit with their medical provider to give you a complete health assessment. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy, even verifying your insurance. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. The Dave Ramsey Show, weekdays from 1 to 4. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. Welcome back. We are in the final segment. Just a few minutes left in our program today. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is our guest. We are focusing on the city of Murfreesboro. And it's sort of a mixed bag of topics this morning. We've covered just about everything, but I'm sure there's something that you have that you want to get before the mayor. Uh, We have just a few minutes left. What about some of the projects that are going on? Are they still going strong, or uh, have they taken the back seat to the landfill and all these? No, no. I mean, you know, I was asked the question last night, what is your number one priority as a mayor? And, and, And Bart, what I've learned as much as you would like to focus just on one sole issue, there's 99 other issues that you're working on. And, and I mean, let me be clear. We have got a really good council, um, but we have an even better 
group of staff and employees at the city of Murfreesboro who do the heavy lifting and the day-to-day work. So, you know, we're not involved in this. The, the, the council sets a big picture on the direction that we feel like we need to go. And then the staff, we call the play and then um, they run the play and they execute the play. And a lot of times the staff draws up the play. And so, you know, it's easy for us to take credit, but you don't want to be very apprehensive for taking all the credit on the service providing and things that happen in the city of Murfreesboro. So, you know, the day-to-day issues, they, they the, the staff, you know, definitely lets us know exactly what's going on and what they feel like is the best decision to make. But it's a, it's a, it's a very well-run organization. And I'm not just saying that because I'm part of it. But, I mean, there's a reason why the city of Murfreesboro nationally, state level, is recognized as being one of the best-run cities in, um, in, in the country. And, you know, as a council member and, and mayor, I, I like to think that we're a part of that. But, you know, we're, we're all part-time. And, um, and, you know, people ask me all the time, what do you think about a full-time mayor? And I joke because any one of us that has the personality that we don't want to fail, we don't want to let down our residents. I mean, even if I don't dis- even if I don't agree with you, I still don't want to let you down. Um, I want Murfreesboro to be a good place to live. So this part-time position turns into a full-time position a lot of days. And, you know, the, the thing that I firmly believe in, and, and I think our council believes in this, whenever elected officials get involved in service delivery, it gets messed up. 99% of the time. And so, you know, having a, a full-time mayor, like you don't see us in the headlines of the front page of the paper on staffing issues and those things because our people that work for the city are trained to run a $250 million company yearly yearly budget. So that's the part that, you know, I think all of us as elected officials have to understand what our strengths and our weaknesses are and we have to be smart enough to be able to listen and that's um that's what this council and you know bart i've been a part of the council for 16 and a half years now and learned from people like tommy bragg and learned from people like doug young and ron washington and chris bratcher and you know toby gilly i mean all these people who, who i served on council with and you know now I'm the old guy on council, and I think it's my responsibility to to help groom you know the next the next leaders in Murfreesboro, and not groom them by what I think my opinion is, but it's by grooming them to help understand you know the processes of how we got where we are. In the next minute and a half, uh, sort of give us uh, your look ahead. If we had a camera and we could look ahead five years from now, take a picture of Murfreesboro, would we see, what would we see up there where the Methodist Church used to be? What would we see where those bridges are talked about? I mean, I think where the bridges are talked about, and there was a big article on um, one of the local, your competitors had posted something about a water park or waterfront. You know, we're, there's a big pipe that runs um, under Broad Street back years ago when it, it was thought to, like in Shelbyville where the flume 
collapsed it was better just to take everything underground so the city's going to unearth that and and put it back to its natural state but i think what you're going to see i think you're going to see infrastructure projects i think you're going to see roads built roads widened. i think you'll see cherry lane built i think you're going to see the bridges over i-24 that are going to be built i think you're going to see the downtown development that will be kicked off and and have more of a new fill with small businesses and jobs downtown um, i mean i'm hoping like where we're we're sitting right now there's a lot of discussion on on what happens on on this corner on um, economic development development and pedestrian walkways so you know I, I think infrastructure over the next four years will be the number one priority specifically transportation so murfreesboro is going to be moving forward taking on a new look and sort of setting the standards for the other areas. You know, I don't think you say we're taking a new look. I, I think we're progressing from where we're going now, being mindful that you can't lose your, your history and lose the feel of who you are as a community. Um, but, you know, I think you're going to see the downtown continue to transition. I mean, look look where we've come in eight years downtown. I mean, no one ever thought we could get a Puckett's down here. Uh, no one ever thought that we, you know, we could have the amount of activity that we have downtown. So I think you're going to see that progressing and and continually um, making the downtown area um, a place, a destination where people want to come. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland, our guest this morning. Thank you for joining us. Have a super rest of the day. Chip Walters is next. Some big guests too on that one. All right. Thanks, Bart.